0: Right. Uh, there was a um, a text that that I I think I made us read last Sunday, and I would want to just take it up. But yeah, I just take it from there. yeah, um, there Psalm 65. Psalm 65, verse two. Um, Uh, From what we looked at uh, last week, Thursday, I just want to continue and finish up. Uh, Psalm 65, verse 2 reads, "O O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Thou that hearest prayer unto thee shall all flesh come, and as we as we can see David here refers to whether it's a title he's given to God as thou that hearest prayer or he's asking something from God or God has done something we could see we could we could we could say that all these could be in this expression oh thou that hearest prayer. And this psalm basically is talking about God and no one else. Because David is, is speaking to God or making reference to him. Um, to see very clearly, if we look at the verse 1, he says, Praise waited for thee, O God, in Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. Oh. Thou that hearest prayer. Unto thee shall all flesh come. So we could see clearly. It's God that is talking about. And. We want to talk about this aspect of God. Tonight. That it's. Um, it's 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 kind of um, an an honourable title, really, to ascribe to God that you, Most High, you are you are one that hears prayer. When you think about this initially, you might not see that it is a great honour to refer to God as. You who hear prayer. Oh thou that hearest prayer. You might not see immediately. But if you. Consider how we. We as men. Relate to. Those that look unto us. Then you see how honorable it is. For God to be referred to us. You who hear prayer. Because God is. Such a great and an awesome one, mighty God, compared to us, mortal men. I mean, humans. He is so mighty. He is so vast. He fills the sum. When he is out, there is nothing. When he is in, it's 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 complete. So, when you consider the fact that he is referred to as one that hears prayer, it is awesome. Uh, in this light, I would want to say, when I'm still lying down, haven't gotten up from bed, or probably I am up, and I know what to do for my children. I know it's morning. Of course, they will, they will need breakfast. So I've got it all sorted out, and I'm, ju- and I, and I'm just about to do it. Then here I would come. I, I would hear a knock. Um, can I have some food, please? Or someone will come and say, um, "Probably I'm in the kitchen trying to fix something for them to eat after after school." And then, oh, I'm hungry. I, I would want to eat. And sometimes it gets me to the wall. That is exactly what I'm doing. And I know you need to eat. I know why tell me so when I think of that that is an honorable thing because God is most high he made us and if he couldn't take care of us he would not make us and he's provided ever since he's not failed in his provision he gives you rain may the sun shine Makes the food, food you put on the, on the ground grow. Makes things work. And we enjoy his world. And he continues to do it. But yet. He makes himself available. To hear prayer. And. When we say he hears prayer. That is. He allows us. He accepts our persons. He embraces us. He does not say, no. Can't you see that I am God and I know what I'm doing? What right have you got to come to me to ask me what to do? Because when we say he hears prayer, it means he accepts us to come. Or to approach him. And secondly. That he. Agrees with what we. Come to ask for. As we. Could see in the scriptures. In the case of. Uh, Anna. Who had need of a. Child. and said if only you give me a manja, I'll bring him back. I am not by this saying that everything we ask we come up, we approach God and ask because it may not be suitable for him to do so but the truth is that he makes himself available to hear prayer and that is an awesome thing which must we must acknowledge so it is a great honor it's a that God, that the Most High God is referred to as a God who hears prayer. We Um, (laughs) praise be to the Lord and in the scriptures we will see that he has so many promises about how he hears prayers we would also um, see from this uh, text that He certainly might have, um, the scriptures prove so. And from what the psalmist say here, it can also be seen that he, he has heard many, pl- uh, uh, many prayers. That is, he's clearly, is clearly a God who hears prayer. One who allows us to come to him and supplic- make supplications. And bring our requests. Be it concerning eternal things. Or temporal things. Spiritual or physical things. Or material things. He makes himself available to hear. Um, And I'm sure that. We all have testimonies of. Praying one way or the other. And God hearing and coming through. So the title really befits God, that you who hears prayer. And it's also encouraging when you remind yourself that He is such a God who hears prayer. He is wonderful. He has given free access to approach him. If we look at um, Hebrews chapter 4, the verse 14, the verse 14, he says, Let us therefore come boldly, seeing then that we, we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without our sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So as mighty as he is, and as great as he is, sitting upon his throne, a majestic throne, he's made access to him possible. And we, are, and we know that the curtain which separated the Holy of Holies from the general court has been torn from top to bottom, opening the way for man To approach him. To God be the glory. And. He has not made himself. Open and available to hear prayer. Only to a selected few. Even though today. Some would want to give us that notion. That it's only a selected few. And. Because of that. Today prayer is being merchandised. Um, it's on the market. Switch on on your uh, Christian channels or whatever and um, you'll be faced with this fact. I refuse to call it truth because it is not truth that we must pay some people to do our prayers for us when God has opened the way for us to approach him. He is a God who hears prayer. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it reads, Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all, with all, that in every place call upon the name of the Lord, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father. They're all, not only the saints, not only the believers. When the sinner calls upon him for salvation, he hears it. When those that have done wickedly, Turn unto to him for salvation. He hears. Indeed. He is open to hear all. He's a God who hears prayer. Indeed. We might have said. We might have thought. Why would this God want to. This big God. Why would he. Give ear to any human. Such a mighty and a great God. (sighs) Who and what He he is, we can never exhaust. He is more than we can fathom. He is more than that. That He makes. Because many. Many are the dignitaries in the earth who do not befit such an honor or to be said about them that they hear the commonness. But God does. That God does. And we can take encouragement from this that should we approach him, he hears. He's a God that hears prayer. And I don't know of any man who on earth will not have the need to pray. Because we are such that we are not able unless he helps us. And the amazing truth is that he delights when we call upon him. Especially those are he called to himself. If we look at the book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse eight, Pro- Proverbs 15 verse eight. Proverbs 15 verse eight. He says... The sacrifice of the wicked is is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. So he delights that we approach him. He delights. He takes pleasure in it that we approach him. That we depend upon Him. Because to pray to Him is to depend upon Him. And He loves it when we depend upon Him. So it is said in Isaiah 62, the 6th and the 7th verse, it is said, those that make, make mention on the Lord should not keep silent. Making mention there is the same as bringing him to remember those who bring God to remembrance or those who make him remember his promises keep no silence. Again in Luke 18, verse 1. Jesus, the Bible said that he gave a parable. And the purpose of the parable was this Luke 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So he welcomes us to make prayer because he's a God. That hears prayer. So we see in um, we see in Luke eleven five to nine, where a friend had a friend had gone to another in the, in the, in the night to ask for bread because he's got a visitor, and he said he will not wake up to give him some. But because of his persistence. His persistence. He will open the door. And give him something. And said. Won't God also. Do the same. For his own. Who knock. Or who call upon him. So he says. Ask. And it shall be given. Unto you. Knock. And it shall be opened. Seek. And you shall find. It is interesting, um, Jacob, that when he was wrestling with God in, in Genesis, mortal man could tell that divine being, I will not let you go unless you bless. And I ask myself, who are you to restrain a divine being if not that he's made himself available? Because he who who dislocated his um, hip bone could have touched every part of him and made him helpless. (laughs) But he said, I will not let you go. Who are you? But he's made himself available that we can make requests of him. To God be the glory. And um, in Luke 18, again, 38 and, and 39, we see the blind men when they were crying unto Jesus, thou son of da- David. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon us. And he did give ear. He asked them, what is it that you want me to do for you? That we may see. That we may see. said and he cried saying jesus thou son of david have mercy on me and the which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace but he cried so much the more thou son of david have mercy on me and jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him when he kept crying he stood people may look at a person and say, you, God will not hear you. Just clear off. But God is not of that nature. He's a God that hears prayer. And as Jesus stood, he has the time, he has the patience. If he's walking, he will stop and hear. But our God, we know, is not like the Baal Prophet. He's not like them. He's not on a journey because Elijah like told them maybe your God is on a journey. So he'll keep crying. We know if he's walking, if he's walking past, we know he will stop and hear. Hmm. This this freedom of access this freedom of of access is seen more clearly in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. And like you say, whether it be for temporal things or for spiritual things, he's made himself available to hear prayer. Philippians 4 verse 6, he says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding I put it this way shall rise up like a military man and God The Bible also clearly manifests God as, or, or, or reveals God as one who hears prayer in the readiness with which he, he acts to hear us, or to hear us. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 65. Verse 24. You see, he he says, Isaiah 65, 24, he says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, It's no wonder that also in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel 9 verse 20. Daniel 9 verse 20. Is, and whilst I was speaking and praying. That's Daniel. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins. My sin and the sin of my people Israel. And presenting my supplication before the Lord my the Lord my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of even oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and, and said, oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication came at the beginning at the beginning of the supplication the commandment came forth and I am come to show thee for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision at the beginning of your supplication at the beginning of your prayer the commandment came forth so he shows himself readily to hear not only to hear but also to answer prayers of his people Hallelujah. Hmm. When, when God, sometimes so, someone will object and, and say, well, but I have prayed to God and God has not answered me speedily. My consolation tonight It from Habakkuk, chapter 2. Habakkuk 2, verse 3. Habakkuk 2, verse 3 says, he says, this was a prophet who was wondering what God was doing. Evil was abounding and expected God to do something. I mean, God should act quick. Now, 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 now. I mean, God, do something quickly. And was worried and concerned. And God finally spoke to me in the verse 3. Here, yeah, Habakkuk 2, 3. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So if we've made supplication to God. And you said, but when I, I didn't get an answer straight away, oh he, he didn't come immediately. He said, even though it he will still he will bring an answer. He will make good what has been put before him. He's one that hears prayer. He's one that hears prayer. He's a God who hears prayer. And he'll make it good. Yes, I have prayers that I've, I'm praying before him. And I will say probably day and night. But I have the assurance that he will come through. He will come through. He will come through. Will come through. So if there's any consolation, I will say, together, let's keep waiting. for he will come through. So, if you think you are the only one who has made some prayers and have not had it, we are all in there. But we know, we have testimonies from yesterday that he has heard us. And I am glad that Jesus is the same, the Bible says, yesterday, today, and forever. So, he who heard yesterday. Who hear us. For us, saints, as believers, we make our supplications according to his will. And what we are asking, we know we are not asking amiss. Because we know it is in line with his will. For we are not asking to consume upon our lusts. We are asking either for his kingdom, for the progress of his kingdom. Or for the welfare of our people, which we know he's inclined to do the same. For when the apostles in Jerusalem were writing to the Gentile Christians, one of the things that they made mention of was to care for the poor. And the Apostle Paul said, That was something I was also mindful of. Because we know that God is mindful of the poor. So if there are any amongst us who need support. And we lift prayer unto God on their behalf. We know God will hear. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. He hears prayer. He hears prayer. And we also know that he is one that gives liberally. James. James 1 verse 5. James 1 verse 5. James 1 verse 5 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom let him ask God let him him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given unto him only that he should ask in faith only that he should ask in faith Basically, he's a generous God. He's a generous God. He does not, when we approach him and put our request before him, he will not come back with unkind words. I mean, that is what sets him apart. Such a great and an awesome God that when He's approached, He hears us, and says He gives generously. And says if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and He'll give it. He will not say, "You, what need have you of wisdom? Get out of my way." He pray that not he gives liberally let's approach him praise be to God praise be to God God is good God is good ain't you glad that God hears prayer because if there is anything let's look at something in um, Genesis 32 verse 26. Genesis. You see, because um, we sometimes talk, of, talk about the prodigal son. But... Um, My, <laughs> my tendency is to, is to talk about the prodigal father. Because really, uh, he has, he's such a rich God that he's able to give li- liberally. Uh, that passage we, we know really referred to, was referring to the father. Uh, many have put the emphasis on the son, but we know that it was really about the father. Because when Christ gave that parable, it was was the Father he he was talking about. That after the Son had taken all and had wasted, when he came, he still had the heart to embrace him. That he is such a generous God. And men have men have the tendency to scold people and to abrade them when they come to ask and sometimes it is because they don't have much uh, people often don't want to let go but God is not like that he is not like that the, we, if we want to find out who, If we want to find out whether God is really that generous, let's look at Jesus. Whilst on earth, who approached him that he turned away? Even the Phoenician woman who came to to him, he told her, I cannot take the bread of the children and give it to dogs. And the woman said, Even the dogs do eat from the crumbs that is falling from, from a table. The woman, your faith is great. Go, your daughter is healed. There is none we know that approached him, but he turned away. And Philip said, Jesus. Show us a father and we'll be okay. And he said, Philip, have you been with me all this while? And you don't know the father. So we know that he gave us a portrait of who the father was. Of who the father is. To God be the glory. Okay, Genesis 32, 26. And he said unto him, Let me go now. For the day breaketh, and he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Hallelujah. Mm. Come with me to Psalm 86. The psalmist says, "There's actually a prayer, and he says, For thou law art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee unto all them." That call upon thee, that God is good unto all that call upon Him, unto all, all, whether Greek or Gentile. Romans ten twelve says there is neither Greek. The door to the throne of grace is swung open. And we can all approach it. So with confidence, we can approach and know that he is a God that hears prayer. Oh, thou that hearest prayer. Unto thee shall all flesh come. Unto thee shall all flesh come. Whether rich or poor, they can approach. I am glad that it takes faith which God Himself gives to approach Him, to ask anything of Him. I am glad that it doesn't take gold, because if you, if, if you took gold, I don't have it. If you took silver, I don't have it. But what it takes to approach Him is what He Himself has given, which is faith. How generous can he be? How good can he be? (sighs) It's amazing. God is good. And before I look at Ephesians 3, let me read First Kings three. First Kings three. First Kings three. First Kings three, twelve and thirteen. That he is Lord over all. He hears the prayers of kings, he hears the prayers of the poor. Color makes no difference because he made them all. And whether king or prince or poor. both have need of God. And when we approach him and ask for one thing, he doesn't just give one. He gives more than we ask. First Kings 3, 12 says, Behold, I have done according to thy words. I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee, neither, so that there was none like, none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. 13 is what blows my mind. And I have also given thee that which you did not ask both riches and honor so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days praise God praise the Lord isn't God good That what you did not ask, I have also given. Many a time we approach God and then he asks for one thing. And then to your surprise, he does not only give just that. He makes other avenues available. And he said, Ah, isn't it too much? And Ephesians three twenty. I mean to, to top it all up, Ephesians three twenty, which is a favourite uh, text of mine. He says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly Abundantly above all that we can ask or think. According to the power that is working in us. The Holy Spirit. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we approach him. To ask from him. So why would a man not approach God? Hallelujah. Praise God. Why would a man not approach God? That he's such a God who gives liberally. Not only so, but he does even more than we can ask or think. When Solomon had asked for one for wisdom. What you did not ask, I also give you. Oh, thou that hearest prayer, indeed, our God is a God that hears prayer. That no matter how thoughts of the enemy might suggest. Let's assure our hearts and encourage our hearts that he's a God, that hears prayer. That he's not one to fail. That he's not one to turn a blind eye. I cannot see you. I cannot hear you. He's open to us. To do exceedingly abundantly. To him be the glory. Oh, to him be the glory. Uh. It, you see, um, we, we read of Jacob earlier on in the 32, Genesis 30, 32. We all know the story. <laughs> he's run away from Esau. And now he's coming back. And he hears Esau is coming. He inquires from the servant. How is he coming? He said, he's coming with his mighty man. <laughs> if my brother is coming <laughs> to welcome me, would he come with his <laughs> mighty man? Hey, trouble. So that was what got Jacob where he was, where he wrestled with God. And what was the outcome? The outcome was that he met Esau and Esau embraced him. And then he said, Meeting you and you embracing me is like meeting God. Because that was his greatest fear. But God delivered him. God delivered him. We know of Samson. Let's turn to this one. Um, Samson, uh, uh, sorry, Judges. Judges 15. It's not Samson 15, Judges 15. the verse 18 Samson you know Samson Samson, after he has slain a thousand men with a jawbone I mean God has given him such victory that with a jawbone of an ass He's killed a thousand men. And now he was thirsty and almost about being dying of thirst. Verse, verse 18. And he also a thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? But God cleaved an hollow place. That was in the jaw. And there came water thereof. God brought water out of the most unlikely place. He who hears prayer and does exceedingly abundantly. Solution will come from the most unlikely place. Sometimes where you least expect it. So that we will know this is clearly the hand of God. He does that. He does that. He's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. And I will not turn to this one. But we know of Joshua. Joshua. when he had the enemies under his claws, and it was getting to night time he prayed and said God let the sun stay still and God almighty who has set his suns and stars in his place to run its course heard the prayer of a man indeed he is a God who hears prayer he said, "God who hears prayer, and He will hear our prayer. He will hear. He will hear. And as some have paraded themselves as prayer gurus, this is for them, and also for our encouragement." James five. Now sometimes, people say, yes, list them all. List all the people in Scripture. And I'll show you, these were the special men of God. But in James 5, the question or the issue is settled. James 5, 18. 17 first. 17. James 5 17. So, just in case, those who argue and say, whoa, they are the qualified ones to pray in this day that God hears, and people should bring their gifts, both their supplication and gifts. And some I know, you, you, you send your money through Western Union. Is it Western Union? Or MoneyGram? Or whatever, And then when you do, whatever code they gave you, give them the code. And then they will call the other end of the monogram or Western Union to confirm that the money has come through. Then they will pray for you. So they will say, send the money. And when I confirm that the money is in there, I will offer the prayer. And some have no knowledge of the scriptures, especially James 5. They haven't read it. So, gullibly, they will send 150 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, send it over, not even the UK, send it across to other nations. So that another person can pray for them. When all who turn to Christ and call upon him and have an answer and have even more than they ask for. For in James five seventeen, it says Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth their fruit. Earlier on, he had said, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Then he had said, Elijah was a man. Subject to passions like we like we are. And he prayed, and there'll be no rain, and there was no rain. And he prayed again. And there was rain. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hmm. You see, God is such a God who hears prayer that sometimes it almost appears that He's overcome by our prayers. It almost appears that He's overcome by our prayers. He so much hears prayer that it sometimes appears that that he's overcome by our prayers. He's God Almighty. But making himself available to hear prayer, it appears like he's overcome by our our prayers. Because when we we just read earlier on, James 5, 16, where he says, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, avails much. That it, it, it has great power. God hears. God responds. It, it suggests that he is overpowered by it. That when, that when we pray, But it is because he has made himself so. He's made himself available. To hear prayer. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Can we go back to Psalm 65 verse 2? Psalm 65 verse 2 it says O thou that hearest prayer unto thee shall all flesh come unto thee shall all flesh We remember in the book of Kings where um, Elijah engaged the Baal prophets. Elijah told them, We want to prove who is, if, if Baal is God, we're going to serve him. If Jehovah is God, we will serve him. This is the context. Put your sacrifice on the altar and call your God to bring fire to burn the sacrifice. The God who brings fire to burn the sacrifice, he is God. We will serve him. This was such a daring context. And the Bible says that the Baal prophets called from morning to past noon. They cut themselves. They cried. And Elijah said, Maybe he's on a journey. So keep calling. He's about coming. Probably he's somewhere easing himself. So keep calling. He will come. They cut themselves. They, sh- they screamed. They shouted. So we. And we get to understand that it is not the loudness of your voice that makes him hear. Because they screamed. We also get to, they cut themselves. They abused their bodies. So we know that it's not through abusing of your body that God hears. Because they are dead. God is, clear, God is clearly separated or separate and different from the gods of the earth. He's clearly different. Elijah put the altar together, put the stones together. Had a sacrifice on. Made them pour water on the altar. That it was really wet with wet, and he began to pray. He had not even finished his prayer, and God sent fire. Hallelujah. He is certainly a God who hears prayer. He's not like the idols of the earth. I want encourage you tonight. God is not like the idols of the earth. He's not a dumb god, he's a living god. He hears prayer. Amen. To him be the glory. Amen. This come with me to Psalms again. The Psalms again. Psalm 100 and Psalm 115. Come with me to verse, come with me to verse 3. Let's take it from the verse 3. Actually, from verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and thy truth's sake. Wherefore shall the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in heaven. He has done whatsoever he has he had pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they. But they walk not. Neither speak through their throats. Because the idols are nothing but the work of men's hands. So they cannot provide any solution. I know that people do, some people do not call upon wooden idols. But some have made the sun, the moon, mountains... They say, well, okay, this isn't our handiwork. This is the creation of God himself. So if we, if we call upon the creation of God himself, he will hear us. They are only creation of God. They are not God. It's only the living God who hears and speaks. He hears. He has, he has hands to work mighty deeds, quick to walk grace god god is a true god and he's the one who hears prayer in egypt he made a distinction between himself and the gods of egypt that when he struck they could not do anything he proved that he is a living god and eventually the whole land began to cry and say, let the leaders of Pharaoh say, let Israel go. Let Israel go. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Let Israel go. Praise Jesus. God is a God who hears prayer. Our God is a God who hears prayer. All the gods of the earth are dumb idols. They are nonsense. I like what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah 10 verse 5. Let's take what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah 10 verse 5. He says, They are upright as a palm tree. But speak not. They must need be born. Because they cannot go. (laughs) Be not afraid of them. For they cannot do evil. Neither also is in it to them to do good. Hallelujah. They carry. The gods of the earth are carried. We do not carry our God. He carries us. He hears us. He is not a dumb God. He is not a dumb God. He knows everything. But why is it that God will require us to pray so he will hear and do? He knows all things. He's, he, we say he is omniscient. He knows all things. So why does he still want us to pray? Call upon him so he will hear. When we call upon him, when we tell him what we need, it is not so that he will gain knowledge of our situation and do something. Because he already knows. He already knows. So it is not that he wants to gain knowledge. But it is for our own good. So that we will learn to depend upon him. So that when we receive what we receive, we we will know we have received it from God. Now at every point in time, we will look back and say, look what the Lord has done. This is the doing of the Lord. That we will always have confidence in him. Because. All of us here. And for many that will hear us. almost can testify. That God. Has come through for them. In one way or the other. And if he came through for you yesterday. We know he'll come through for us again. Today. He's not finished with us. He's not finished with us. Mm-hmm. He, he said, God changeth not. So ye sons of Jacob, you are not destroyed. For he changeth not. Terrible times may come our way. Times that we never imagined may come our way. But God. He hears prayer. He hears. He hears prayer. And those that are confident in him. will see the manifestation of his goodness towards them. For he is such a God. Who hears prayer. Certainly. We are not calling upon God to consume whatever we are we, we, we asking upon our last. Maybe it's healing. Jesus said, it's the bread of the children. He will heal. He will heal. He will make well. He will make well. He will make it good. He will make it good. Though it tarries, wait for it. For he is not one that will deny us. Hallelujah. And if I should encourage, our trust in him goes beyond death. You see, so we trust in him. So in the face of seemingly challenging issues, we can confidently go into our closet and talk to him. And we know he will make a way. He will make it good. He will make it good. When Israel was caught between the Egyptians following them and the Red Sea, and Moses called upon him. Hey, Moses, what are you doing? Why are you calling upon me now? Tell Israel to go forward. To march forward. March forward where? For I am about to do a miracle. Hallelujah. I am about to do a miracle. So even though it might seem that we are in a fixed tight corner. There is no way out. God will make a way out. He will make a way out. For he is such a God. That he makes a way out. I have known God. That he is such a one. That is not a lever. Over the fence. He will make a passageway. He will not leave you over the, over the fence. And say sorry I couldn't help you. He will carry yourself. If it's a mountain which need not be climbed, he'll make a tunnel through it. As he makes way in the sea, if it's a valley, he'll bridge it. Hallelujah. The challenge, the difficulty, it's nothing before God. There's nothing that he cannot move away. There's no big thing he cannot clear. He is such a God that we can confidently hope in him. I am glad that he is the hope of Israel, that he is our hope. He's the hope of the right. That our hope is in him. And you will not let us down. He is such a God. Oh you who hears prayer. He is such a God. If there is any issue. There is any challenge. Let us not fail. To make known to him. Who hears prayer. For the God. call upon and serve he is a God who hears prayer and you hear